Welcome to Third Chances, a talk show where we like to hear from people who devoted their life to health, fitness and wellness. Medical professionals, health coaches and all the others who help us every day to cure our body, mind or soul. Those who always look for more natural, holistic ways to help even more people to live a happier and healthier life. Those who don't like to give up easily and settle on you or themselves. It is never too late or too soon. I always believe that every one of us deserves not just a second chance, but as many as we need. I'm Vera, your host. Who better than a master of reinvention with an accent to guide you through it, right? Just like they say, you are not a tree, so move. And God knows I have done just that in my own life many, many times. If you are not completely happy with the direction your life is going, This show may help you get the courage to change what is needed, find a new path and take charge. So come on over, pour yourself a glass of wine and spend some time with us. Let's laugh and cry together and get inspired by people just like you and me who overcame their own doubts and took a leap of faith to reinvent their life on their own terms. I hope and pray that we help you on that journey. And if you feel so compelled and inspired, please let us know. Don't be shy. Who knows? You may just be our next featured guest with another inspiring success story. So here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Third Chances. I have an entire different plan for today's episode, but then something happened on Facebook. An innocent, beautiful post of Sarah Dawkins, which if you remember, I have interviewed Sarah about her journey on our episode 10. If you want to go back and listen to it, it's called Suddenly I Realized I Don't Feel So Dark Anymore. How appropriate with today's theme. There was a post that she posted, completely beautiful, and as it happens all the time, There was somebody who replied to it very strongly and I felt compelled to to join in, which is probably not very smart, but I thought it was very respectful. And I would like to, I would love to hear your opinion on it. Let me just remind you who Sarah is and what her credentials are. She is a holistic health coach, keynote speaker, author, multi-award winning entrepreneur and she was a registered nurse for 20 years so you would say she knows a thing or two about these issues and after she naturally healed herself of multitude of health issues Sarah understands what it is like to be sick she uses the knowledge gained through her own personal healing journey and experience as a nurse to take holistic approach in her work so What was in her today's post? She wrote, we can never heal the hole that a lost loved one he leaves in our heart. Over time, we learn coping mechanisms to help us move forward in our life. We are all different so that amount of time and how we process our emotions is different. There will always be triggers, places, people, smells, music, and more that remind us of our lost loved ones. 
making a special memorial place in the house garden with their photo and some of their things and giving ourselves time to shed a tear and grief is helpful. Sending love and hugs to all those in need. There's nothing wrong with this beautiful post. I wholeheartedly agree. I support her. What is not to support? Well, this guy from Spain had a different opinion, which is totally fine. I has a right to their own opinion. But somehow he went about it the wrong way. First of all, tell me if I'm the only one who feels this is a very matter of fact stating his opinion, that he better have an evidence for more than just it worked for him. So this Ricky Peter wrote, Sorry, I don't agree. By keeping a visual memory alive keeps the pain alive longer and using coping mechanisms, in quote, means you haven't let go. Finding inner peace with yourself allows you to let go and remember lost one loved ones with a light heart and a smile. That's true happiness. I don't disagree completely with his statement, but the way he wrote it is so absolute. And so I watched what unfolded and Sarah answered him very respectfully. I'm happy to have a different opinion to yourself. Thank you for sharing yours. I do agree about finding inner peace. This is important in healing. Well, however, this Ricky must have stated his own truth. So he responded to her. Me too, but curing is far better than coping. After all, we don't cope with broken bones. So why cope with a broken mind? And that stopped me. <laughs> is he now comparing grief? with broken bone or as a matter of fact grief with broken mind wow that's that's rich and again sarah very respectfully and kindly answered him you can't cure ho huge hole that loved ones leaves but you can learn to cope i believe having some of their things and photo gives people permission to grieve it wasn't enough for ricky so he goes on and he goes on the defense. So you grieve for every loved one for the rest of your life or cope with their passing for the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. If this is the case, that's unhealthy for the mind. And if you are at peace with yourself, then you are able to remember them fondly and without grief. Again, another very definitive statement. And I would say on attack. As if only one side of coin existed. And again, Sarah, still kind enough to respond to this pretty offensive statement. She went on to explain herself. Ricky, when people lose a loved one, the grief, they grieve for their feelings of loss. Having a photo or personal effects of their loved one in a corner helped them to process and express their grief in a healthy way. I don't believe you can cure the loss of your nearest and dearest, but over time, people learn to cope without them, two steps forward, one step back. As more time passes, it gets easier to function in everyday life and their emotions stabilize. Eventually, there comes a time where they are at peace with the loss, although not everyone reaches this stage. I, I don't find anything controversial with this statement. 
At this point, I inserted myself into the discussion partially to support her, but mostly to point to Ricky in hope that he may recognize that he's pushing too hard. So I wrote, Ricky Peter, I appreciate your point and opinion. However, you assume that keeping a visual memory alive keeps the pain alive longer, which is exact quote of what he wrote, which may not be true for all grieving people. I believe that there are no rules and timelines for grieving. Every person is different and needs different things. And every loss may have different circumstances that influence how person sees the loss. In other words, not one approach fits all. As a widow myself, working with other widows to help them reinvent their new reality, this is more a tested fact than just my opinion. Unlike broken bones, emotions and feelings have different healing needs, so I wouldn't compare the two. Inner peace is the work of the mind, and there are tools for that to help people overcome what's stopping them from growing. Like Sarah, I don't have an issue with keeping visual memory. It gives me comfort and allows me to relate and feel peace. Who knows? Maybe when a few more years go by, I will have different needs and will reorganize my life accordingly. It's all about the mindset and what works for that particular person the best. But surely I was naive because I thought he would see my point. I usually don't go down the rabbit hole with people, especially online, yet this guy still felt reasonable to me and I thought we may have a valuable exchange of ideas. Oh, how wrong I was. After my comment, he became really argumentative. So he wrote, I assume nothing, but you assume I don't have experience in grief or mental trauma. Mm, I'm sorry, did I mention anything like that? I don't believe so. <laughs> But he continues, broken bones also have different healing times depending on the individual's healing strength. My point is that you don't cope with the broken body, you fix it. Same applies for the brain. Those without complete inner peace will grieve much longer because they want to hang on to the past. It's a natural brain function. Ooh. Well, and here, naive me, I thought a broken heart is a different than broken brain. Uh, and it's our emotions are something to be fixed. <laughs> I guess based on his, his uh, assumptions, it is. So I wrote to him, I did not assume that at all. With all due respect, I reacted to what you stated as a matter of fact. That's what I responded to. We all have different ways and mechanism to cope with it. Yeah, but this Ricky guy wouldn't let it go. He wrote to me, you assume that I assumed. That's assumption. I don't cope with life. I, a decision I made during my depression. When you cope with something, the problem is always there. Cleansing your mind of negativity will give you inner peace. Okay, now he lost me in the assume word game. I considered replying still, but then I changed my mind. What is better? What is better than address it on my podcast? I can either let my ego give the answer or then I'm playing on his level, don't don't I? Or I can take my time and let all of you decide what do you think about such an exchange and so-called analysis. Excuse me. 
It's hard to take him seriously when he starts freely interchange terms such as we don't cope with broken bones, so why cope with broken mind? By keeping visual memory alive keeps the pain alive longer. Using coping mechanism means you haven't let go. Makes sense, but I believe, and I'm not the only one, that we don't let go or move on as many recommends. We move forward with it, don't we? And you may have a different opinion, and I would love to hear you stand on this. But when he, when you start to play with words like broken bone, broken body, broken brain, inner peace, natural brain, brain function, needs fixing, cleansing your mind of negativity will give you inner peace. I, I lost my mind because we are not talking about cleansing my mind of negativity. We are talking about grief. That's completely different thing. Negativity and and grief are two entirely different things. And with all due respect, depression and grief could be completely different thing. Is it just me or do you feel like we are now talking about the entire different things? First of all, we can intellectually discuss if broken heart, which grief really is, is parallel with broken brain. I don't believe it is. The feelings and emotions are not rational, as a rational thought in our brain are. Broken heart would be very different than broken brain. So he lost me right there. But most importantly, I'm always curious when someone states opinions, because that's what they are, unless he has scientific evidence for his conclusions in such a definitive manner. Science is always progressing. And when I hear someone say science is settled, I know to run in an opposite direction because that statement means it's your bias opinion, not a science. Science is never settled. Either way, even if this was an, a scientific argument, which is not, there are always new discoveries that challenge what was believed to be true so far. So if we consider his arguments as a statements or per personal opinions that I'm curious why he's so stuck on his point of view to the point that he would argue with complete stranger he knows nothing about. All I said was trying to show him a different perspective. I didn't challenge his opinions. I didn't confront him. I stated that it may be different for other people. And even as I offered a lot of wiggle room, he would not consider one option that he may not have all the answers. In his mind, he does. And as much as I want to give this man a benefit of doubt, he's not extending that generosity to anybody else. He was attacking Sarah. He was attacking me. Basically, anybody who commented on his disagreement with her on her own Facebook. <laughs> he's stating his opinions as a matter of fact. And for that, he deserves to be explored further, don't you think? So I'm just wondering. He's talking about inner peace. Since he insists so firmly that his opinion is right, does he really have the inner peace he's talking about? I'm not so sure. Usually people who achieve the so-called inner peace have no need to convince a complete stranger on Facebook about their stand. And 
you may argue I do the same thing just about this minute, but I believe I'm more curious than trying to convince him about my truth. I do agree with him on many points, but inner peace is not a grief. Depression isn't grief, even though some people may progress into depression via their grief. Grief is very unique emotion, and it's not comparable with broken bone, brain, or mind that he believes should be just fixed. Most importantly, none of us is psychiatrist or psychologist, although Ricky Peters seems to be expert on what true happiness is. I would love to know how this uncompromising stand is working in his relationships. Is he successful? Is he loved? Is he popular with his friends? Maybe he would love to come out to our show and explain why he feels so strongly about his own truth. I would gladly give him the platform if he wants to share his journey with us. So please let me know what do you think. This was a theme of today's podcast. I seriously, I'm fascinating with studying people and studying what makes them tick. And this somehow took my mind today. And as I was looking for something to close, so I opened the Facebook again, and there is a quote from my friend that I have a huge respect for. Um, she's a holistic nutritionist. And as Sarah, she was on my podcast. Let me just find the number of the episode if you want to go back and listen to her. Her name is Georgette Swartz, and she was on my podcast with an episode number five. Uh, we spoke about nutrition and the, the healing, healing of the body and mind. But she posted this, this quote that fits so wonderfully to, to this whole thing that I was considering myself to even talk about it and... I was thinking about why he feels so compelled to disagree with everybody who disagree with him and not even consider maybe some other people may have different point of view that he may look at. So the quote goes like this. It's from Bill Bullard. I don't know who that is, but I really love the quote. Opinion is really the lowest form of human knowledge. It requires no accountability, no understanding. The highest form of knowledge is empathy, for it requires us to suspend our egos and live in another's world. How true is that? And with that, I wish you a good night. And I would be really thrilled if you, if you let me know what you think, what your opinion is about this entire exchange. And what do you think the grief really is? What, is, what it is for you? I would love to hear from you. So if you are so compelled, please respond. I, there, the contact information is in, in the show notes. And I would love to hear from you. Have a good night. <laughs>